Uh, so the next two weeks, we're just going to do something a little different. We're going we're gonna to pause, you know, we're going we're gonna to celebrate, we're going to look back over our shoulders at what God has been doing and how he's been at work. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I've grown up in Pennsylvania, and I don't know if it's just like the, the work ethic thing of Pennsylvania or if it's like in our culture we reward achievement all the time, but isn't it true like it's just rare to stop? and pause, and celebrate. Like, to, to not look forward to, like, and this is part of my own personal thing of, like, what's the next mountain we have to climb? What's the next thing we got to get done? What's the next problem that needs solved? To look at our checklists and check them off, but to just pause and to say, what's going on? So when I read the scriptures, and this is something that I have been learning out of my own personal conviction and lack of this in my life, so like the, one of the invitations God has given me as I read the scriptures is to say, do you see how many times the people who love me, the great women and men of faith, have paused in gratitude? You know, I read, I read the Old Testament and like throughout the Psalms, right, what do you see over and over? When, throughout First and Second Chronicles and First and Second Samuel, all these places of like, do you do you, do you look back over your shoulder? When I, read the, when I read Jesus, right, what's he do? He stops to pause to thank the Father over and over through his ministry. There are parts where he says, I don't, he even prays, like, God, I'm not even stopping to say thank you because I don't know that you did this. I'm pausing so everybody else can also know what you've done. When I read, like, passages like Hebrews 11 and 12, if you've never read those incredible passages where it's about the celebration of people who have given their lives to the pursuit of God's mission and all that has happened because of it and a celebration of it. It's like a pause, a point of saying, wow. And so today, that's what I, I want us to do too. Uh, today is more like, a little bit like a sermon, but a lot more like a thank you note. Just to say this week, because of you, church family, look what God's done. Look what's God, how God's moving. And then next week, we're going to shift to life because of you, God, and just really sit back in gratefulness to God for all that he has done. And I'm super excited about that. Showing gratitude. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to spend some time to say thank you throughout this message. We're going to read some verses from 2 Corinthians, kind of follow up to our summer series in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to tell some stories, a video and personal stories just about like God's life change, what God's been doing in us and through us. So that's where we're starting today. So uh, if you're going to follow along, you can open up the thing that looks like the scoop, and we'll, there's an outline in there, some scriptures. We're going to spend some time in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and then chapter 9. Uh, but, but so just a little setting, 1 Corinthians, you know, was like the whole book was about Paul saying to the Corinthians, listen, in life, it's going to get messy. You've got to figure out how to work it out. And just because everybody's telling you one thing doesn't mean it's the wisdom of God and the best thing for your life. And if you listen to God, it will transform you. And then in 2 Corinthians, much of 2 Corinthians is him celebrating their desire of obedience and how they're standing out amongst others. And he's calling that out of them and he's showing gratitude to them. And that's, that's where we start today as he starts his letter in 2 Corinthians. In verse, chapter 3, verse 3, he writes this. He says, you show that you are a letter from Christ. Now, in that day, before Google, if you wanted to check someone out, and I was just joking with somebody the other day, we were talking about, in the 80s, they used to have these shows, like, this, like unresolved, unsolved mysteries, and they would solve the mystery, like they're looking for someone, right? And they were like, 
and, and they spent like six months tracking this person down that now if you just went on Google in like 10 seconds, right, like the show would be over, right? It would be like, you know, this person was separated from their parents, and then we looked them up on Google, and there they were, right there on Facebook. There it was, and they were reconnected, and that would be the end of the show. But back then, right, there's no Google, there's no way to connect. So when you wanted to be connected, when you wanted to come, and you wanted, like, I'm going to check you out, see if you're, like, re the real deal, and all that kind of stuff, you brought a letter of recommendation. And that's what Paul's referring to, is this idea of, like, you, this is my letter of recommendation. This is... This is what the letter of recommendation looks like. You want to check out if this is real, if this is the real deal. Here's how you do it. He says, you show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone. Remember, that's kind of referring back to Moses. The, the, the Ten Commandments, written on tablets of stone, written in such a way to say, Listen, if you want to follow God, these are kind of the things that you have to do to follow God. And you remember how that worked out, right? Not so well. Like, no one did it on a regular basis. They just failed. All that those things did was show, like, wow, there's a big disparity for my ability to actually live out a holy life and my ability. Like, wow, like, there's a gap here. That's all that did. And that was actually part of its purpose, was to show the gap of how much we need God. And God's whole call out of that, out of those commandments is to say, you need me, you need me. And so Paul says, it's not on tablets of stone, but here's how the Spirit of the living God works. He writes it on our hearts. He writes it inside of you. Now your motivation is like, isn't like, I hope I'm good enough so that God will love me and not send me to hell. Your motivation now is like, God... You have motivated me so much. Your spirit is at work with me. There's a real move of God in me. I know it. It is written on my heart. I am motivated out of my core now, out of a great desire just to live with gratitude for all that you've done to me. I've realized that I can't do any of this on my own, that I'll never earn a place in front of you. I'll never be good enough for you, but you've made me good enough. Like you said, despite all of your shortcomings, you said, I love you. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to make you good enough. I'm going to tell you right now that I love you and you're my son or daughter. Like, that's what God did for us. That's what Paul's saying. Like, this is the changed life that God has been writing. And he's been writing a story in that in your life too, right? Hasn't God been at work in your heart making this move, writing the story of change, changing you from the inside out? No longer like, oh, I wish I was good enough, but rather... God, I know I have this relationship with you, and you are doing something significant in me. And that's what we want to pause and celebrate today. I want to pause and celebrate that God's vision for daybreak, of helping people discover Jesus, and helping them deepen a relationship with Jesus, that God's been working that out. And it's today's a day to look back over our shoulders over the last year and say, wow, God, look how you've been doing this. A moment to pause and to see the breadth of God's work amongst us. So this is where we're going to start today, just with a video. Um, so a video of a daybreaker named Laura Baker, and Laura, Laura came through one of our, our journey classes a year or two ago, and um, she just was, she's really trying to seek God, and this is her story, and it's a really cool story. I want you to listen in on to, like, how God worked in her life, not through, like, just one person, but through daybreak, through people of daybreak. Let's watch. Let's watch. 
My husband and I were getting married. We hadn't been to church in a while and wanted to get married, but didn't really know where to turn. Then Kenny had mentioned his childhood neighbor, Rick Jacobs, would maybe consider marrying us. When we met with Pastor Rick during our wedding planning, I was full of anxiety and just wanted everything to be perfect. Rick stopped me in my tracks, closed his notes and said, let's just pray. Wow, what a moment. I had never been prayed for and I had never been so overcome with peace after his prayer. This was my first introduction to Daybreak Church. Fast forward to May 2018, when we decided to become members at Daybreak and take the Journey Workshop. At the end of the Journey Workshop, we were asked to fill out an application, and one of the questions was, have you accepted Jesus as your leader and forgiver? I responded yes, but also wrote that I was on a journey. I had written this because I had to be honest. Sean had written me a follow-up email and said he or Rick would love to meet with me to discuss my answer. To be honest, I pretended to ignore it. I didn't really know how to respond. But God wouldn't let me ignore that email. He had a plan. I was struggling with the demands of having two children under the age of two and keeping up with life. I had so much anxiety and was really struggling. God knew my struggle and nudged me to read a book called Mommy Burnout. I learned from this book that I needed to surround myself with people that want, I wanted to model after. So I reached out to Ashley about serving in Daybreak's kids' ministry. Serving in kids' ministry has been wonderful. I have met so many new kids, parents, and leaders that just fill my cup and share with me so many ways that God has filled their cup. While I was serving in kids' ministry, Adam Johnson came up to me and asked if I wanted to be part of their small group. Again, God designing this beautiful plan right before my eyes, and I didn't even know it. He gave us a new family at daybreak to do life with. Our small group prays for us and for our children and checks in with us weekly. Last fall, Daybreak Women's Mosaic Ministry offered a study Breathe by Priscilla Shire. After reading the description of the study online, I realized this class was made just for me. For seven weeks, I was in total awe of God. He sent me two women's leaders and a room full of women who I could be vulnerable with. They prayed for me, they shared experiences, and they validated me. God gave me an invitation each week to sit down for two hours and do my homework in the quiet, just God and me. Because of Daybreak Sunday message, I learned God first, marriage second, and kids third. Putting God in my life first has been amazing. Amazing on my marriage, my ability to love my kids with a full heart, and watching him lead me to a network of people who have lifted me. Six months later, I can honestly say that I am living proof that God is my leader and my forgiver. God has put some special people from daybreak in my life to help me experience his beauty giving me joy in serving others and amazing daybreak friends to walk through life with. The life I now love and enjoy is not because of me. It is because of God and because of you we're willing to serve and give to the mission of daybreak. Ah, because of you. You hear all the like the different people like this is what I love like I, it's such a beautiful model of like 
the way the church should function, right? As a family, we're like, I care about you. I see you. I want you to be in, want you to experience some life change. Come be a part of my small group. Come serve beside me. Come invest with me. Come on this journey with me. Like over and over and over. So incredible. That happens. That's just like one example of how that happens over and over and over. Because of you. Because of those of you who are like, I'm all in on this. I want to be a part of this. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul takes a pause in chapter 9, and, and he talks about this, and he says, do you understand that that generosity, that nature of generous living, to serve, to give, like because of that, there is spiritual blessing tied into that. There are moments where you get to go, yeah, I get to be a part of that. I've seen some of that this year. Like, that's part of my story, too. I, wow, that is so cool. This is what he says in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God, in gratitude. When you're generous, when you serve, you get to be grateful to God for what he's doing. He says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. Because this is what the gospel of Christ looks like, right? Like we can say that we understand the gospel of Christ, but only when we live it out is it a letter that is written on our hearts in which people see it and go, that's the gospel of Christ. That's what I want. That's what I have confidence in. He goes on to say, that it is for your generosity and sharing with them and everyone else. People will pray. See, the praise of God is right in the middle of all this. Like the, what, what, what Paul is saying is that, like, listen, you all know that you're not just part of another organization, right? Like, that, you didn't just join an organization. You got adopted. You're adopted into God's family. Get that. You're, you're not, like, just like, oh, I'm part of this church. No, no, no. You're part of God's family on God's mission. You have fallen in love with Jesus, and Jesus has done this work in your heart in which you're now like, I have to be a part of that. My expression of my gratefulness for all that God is doing in my life is to be a part of it, is to take a step in, is to be a part of his mission. And that's a, that's a huge, really big thing. And yet, here's the reality for most of us. We live in a culture right? That's pretty consumer oriented. It is the very nature of our country. It's what makes the wheels on the economic engine turn, right? What is the question that we all ask? I included, like, when you're about to go get something or buy something, what do you do? What am I going to get out of this, right? Is it worth what, you know, the juice worth the squeeze? Like, am I going to get something out of this that's going to be good or not? Like, that's, that's our struggle. And we come into that with this attitude, and sometimes we come into, like, worship with that attitude, right? Like, well, I wonder what I'm going to get out of it. Is it going to be enough for me to take my time to show up at worship today? Am I going to get something out of it? Right? We, we show up to our small group. We decide, like, is it worth my time to be in this group? I go in, oh, am I going to get, what am I going to get out of it? And see, what Paul is saying is that Jesus changes our question, Right? Jesus, the nature of a relationship with Christ changes our question to something from, from what can I get out of this to more like, God, what do you have for me in this? I want to encounter you. 
What do you have for me in this? And what do you have for others through me in this? I'm not showing up just to get something. I'm showing up to be in the middle of something where you are ministering to me and I am ministering to others and you're at work in me and there's something incredible and if you've missed that, you've really missed out on all that God has for you because in those moments, something changes in you. The church doesn't just exist for you. The church is a gift to the world. The church is Jesus' singular plan to bring the hope of the world to the world through all of us. You know the privilege it is? For every one of us to actually be engaged in the amazing thing that God's doing. Like, God doesn't need us to change people's lives. Have you ever been involved in someone's life changing and you got to be a part of it? Like, it's a privilege. Like, you're like, God, I feel, I feel like this was such a great privilege to be here in this moment while you were at work. That's really cool. And it changes your life. It becomes stakes, like spiritual stakes in the ground. Church doesn't just exist for us. It exists as a hope and a beacon of light to the world. That's who we are. So how do we overcome that? How do we overcome that consumer nature, that natural inclination to ask the question, what am I going to get out of this? Gratitude. Gratitude. So that's what we're doing today. Because of you, we have gratitude. And so here's what I want to say to you again. Daybreak. How does life change happen? It happens because of you, because of your serving, because of your willingness and a generous spirit to say, I want to serve others. I want to be a part of it. What Paul says in chapter, 2 Corinthians 9, 13, because of your service, you have proved yourselves and men will praise God. People will praise God. People will see the light of God. People will experience him because of your serving, because you said, I want to serve. People are going to praise God. And one of the things that's been cool being a pastor is, being a part of our staff here at Daybreak, is just the breadth of life change and the stories that I get to see. Now, I get to watch as your, you show up with your gifts and your talent every Sunday and you make investments into people. I watch you serve people on Sunday. I get to, like, every once in a while, it's really cool when, I, when I'm not on and I just show up, like, you know, regular Daybreak time, and I get to, like, which means that you don't know that there's actually songs before the message, but... Yeah, some of you are like, oh, yeah, that's, no, that's me. I, I, yeah, anyway, so, so I, I show up, and I get greeted by people, right? Like, and I, the other week, like, the smarts were at the door, showing up at second service, and they're, like, out there, and there's such enthusiasm, and I'm just coming, like, out of it, and they're, like, enthusiastic about me being there, and I'm like, this is infectious, right? Like, like I, get to, I get to every once in a while serving children's ministry besides some of you who are so faithful and invested in kids, and I get to see their excitement about who God is because of you serve. I get to walk with some of you who serve the hurting and provide healing to others. And like you take nights out of your week to invest in that to help people find healing. And it's incredible to sit there in some of those environments to go, wow, look at how God's using you. I get to be a part of those of you who invest in the spiritually hungry. You know, you, you go out of your way and you say, listen, you're hungry. I'm, I'm going to help you grow. I want you to be ministered to. I want you to find God in a real way. And you walk with people over a long period of time. You see them experience life change. Because of you, that makes a difference. Like God chooses, for whatever crazy reason, God chooses to use me and to use you in changing people's lives. He said, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it through your serving. When we stop and we look back over our shoulder and we look at that commitment, and many of you can do that. You can look back over your shoulder and say, I look at my commitment of faithfulness 
day after day, year after year, week after week. And that's where you see life change. I mean, it's cool when you get to serve in some way and you do it like once in a while and you're like, oh, I feel kind of good that I served somebody and that was fun. But you don't get to see the miracles. You don't get to see the cool life change things until you walk with people over a long period of time, until you keep showing up and you go, there it is, there it is. It's a super cool experience. God's changing lives. And I, I think about some of the stories just this past year. Um, you know, every once in a we do this next event where if you're new to Daybreak, we just sit down and we help you discover, like, a next step. Well, I'll one coming up in October. Every time I do that, I sit down and just ask some people some questions and help them take next steps. And I was thinking about uh, one of the family who, like, came to that last year. And they were, like, so grateful for who Daybreak was. And, and we started to take help them get some next steps, and they began to take those next steps, and man, the life changed. Like, my, I remember someone telling me how this, this person said, you know what, I finally forgave myself. There was something in my past that was haunting me, and going to that forgiveness series, and being in this, this study that I'm in, like, I, I'm forgiven myself now. Like, I'm, like, she could just see, like, she was free. I, I think about the stories of, like, every once in a while, about once a semester, I, get, I show up to divorce care, and I get to sit in one of their sessions, and there's this pastoral moment in there, and I just I sit with them and I watch as the leaders, like Greg and Jose and our leaders, just like they minister to these people, but they're like, they're in a space, it's, it's really painful. But I get to watch, like, I just show up and I, I walk with them in this moment, but I watch how those other leaders have invested and they have such trust in those leaders because they have walked with them and they've seen this life change. And those, those are the folks who say, like, I, I want to be part of a life-changing church. I want to come discover Jesus. This is new for me. I watch this like, I, I hear the stories of grief share and, and watch people walk through that grief and come out the other side and they have a hope in Christ that they have never had before. They have a way to move forward. Like God is up to something changing lives. And he's doing it through your service. And so here's what I want to ask, I want to ask you to do this morning. I want to, I want to say thank you this morning. You know, you know that like 500 people at Daybreak serve in over 75 different ministries? Like whether that's, that's Kidman or DSM or, or the video guys that make all the video stuff, or whether that's worship or, or tech or community impact or, or leading a small group or so many other places in our church, people are serving. So here's what I want to do this morning. I just want to take a moment right now in this moment and ask you if you serve in any of those ministries, you serve in any capacity here at Daybreak, you show up and you say, hey, I'm on that team. I, I've served. I've been a part. Will you stand up? You stand up right now so that we can just say thank you to you. Like, if you serve in any of those capacities, just go ahead and stand up right now. Can we say thank you to all these folks who stand up this morning and say thank you for giving your lives to that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I just, I can't tell you enough, like, in my heart, honestly, this stuff doesn't happen without you. You are an ambassador of Christ. You are the ministry of Jesus to others. It's not just like, oh yeah, I did that because I signed up. Like, I want you to understand this. I want you to get this. You are like a son or daughter of God participating in the hope of the world. And I want to say thank you for that. Because it changes lives. And it's a reason to celebrate. Listen, in 2 Corinthians 9-11, that's what Paul says. He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us 
your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I want to I make one other point this morning. It's not just your serving. Your serving is so important. But God says specifically in your generosity, in the way you give and you fund the ministry of Jesus, he says, I will enrich you through it. See, because of your giving, God is also changing lives. And that's something to pause and look back over your shoulder and celebrate this morning. And I want to personally thank those of you who give so faithfully. You say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fund that. I'm going to be a part of that. I've been a part of Daybreak for about 20 years now. And um, we've had some pretty big leaps of faith in there. And I've walked beside many of you through all those seasons and watched how you faithfully said, like, I'm going to help that. I want to be a part of that. I'm going to sacrifice for that. And it's inspired me. Because your giving is such a crucial moment. Like, there have been so many crucial moments in the church we would have never been able to move forward. We would never have been able to reach the people that we've reached. People's lives wouldn't have been changed the way they did without without people giving to you. You know, you, and I, I just, I can't say thank you enough. There's 606 people even just this year, like, made at least one gift to resource the ministry of God, the ministry of Jesus. You know, for, since the beginning of the year, many of you have funded ministry to the tune of $950,000. That's not small, that's big. And, and, and that's not just like, oh, I gave to something random, right? Like, like you funded life-changing stories. Like, you are part of doing that. You gave to catalytic missions trips. People went on trips. People were able to serve them. People's lives were changed because of it. 137 of you, like, you have recurring electronic giving set up. I just want to celebrate that with you. Like, literally, in the summer, you're like, I might go away, but my resources aren't. I'm going to be with you all the way through it. Thick and thin, I've made a decision. I'm all in. That's not a small thing. I know. I'm part of that. Like, I, this is something to celebrate. Yeah, that's, like, many of you have decided, like, you, you learned a long time ago, like, the, the training wheels of generosity. Like, you've looked back over your shoulder at the readings of the Old Testament. You said, you know, 10%'s a good place. A tithe's a good place to start the wheels of generosity. And you said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to figure out how to make it work. I want to say thank you. Some of you have been, you're part of like a group of like, there's like 35 giving units who like have funded more than 40% of the budget here at Daybreak, the ministry of Daybreak. Like that's not small. Like you've sacrificially given. It's not about the money. It's about the sacrifice. It's about the generosity. It's about the spiritual blessing that God says, I want to give this to you so that you can be a part of something bigger. It's like what we talked about last week, like live for the line, not the dot. Right? Don't be so short-sighted to think that this is all there is. There's something so much more than this, and you get to be a part of it. Listen, part of me this morning, because I'm so grateful, part of me was like, man, I just want—I wanted to go, hey, let me, let me get you to stand up. Let me, let me put your names up on the board. Let me celebrate you, except here's what I know. That's not why you do it, which is even more amazing. Like, you don't give because you get a name on your building, right? You don't give it because you want recognition for it. You give it because you believe so much in the mission of Jesus. You believe so much in the mission of the local church and what God's doing here. Like, that's just, you know how incredible that is? You know, like, when people, like, 
go like, wait, you give what? Like, like the amount of that, that the world, that the rest of the, our consumer nation gives is like, like 1% sometimes. Like, the amount of your generosity is a big deal. And I'm just amazed by it. And so I want to say thank you. Because you sacrificed. Because you said, you linked arms with your resources. And you said, we can resource something great. We can be a part of resourcing all that God wants to do. Thank you. And Paul says, when you do that, there's spiritual blessing and enrichment. That's part of that journey. Paul reminds us how awesome that is. But here's something that I think it also does. It does this for me all the time. It causes me to, to ask myself, how much do I believe in the mission of God? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're like, when you part with your resources, you've got to ask big questions. I'm so glad that God has called me. I'm so glad that I have to struggle with it. I'm so glad for all of you who do it too because I go, we're all asking that question together. We're in solidarity saying, God, we believe in your mission. Acts 20, 35, Paul reminds us one of the teachings of Jesus. It is better to give than to receive. There's more joy in giving than receiving. Now, if that's new to you, like if you, if I, I believe that because I've personally experienced. I just got to sit... Yesterday, I spent some time with some day breakers, and we were just, we were talking about some other stuff, and we began to tell the stories of how God's, like, how that works, how good it is to do that, and it was just like, over and over, looking back over my shoulder again, saying, wow, such spiritual blessing, and if you've never done that before, you're like, how, how can that really be true, that there's more joy in giving than receiving? I just, I can't even picture it. I can't even imagine it, and I've got to tell you, if you'll believe the words of Jesus, and you'll obey them, you'll experience them, but blessing doesn't come before obedience, it comes afterwards. You've got to obey, you've got to move into it, you've got to say, Jesus, I want to be that letter written on my heart. I want to do this so that I can experience all that you have for you because I believe in you. I believe in what you're doing. And I see it all the time. Like I see it in the other day, I got to meet a guy who came into our church. He just came into the offices because the benevolence team was working with him. He's in a tough time, a tough season of life. And they were working with him and came in to get some gift cards. He left and he was just so grateful. I could see it when I think about like the trip to Cuba and the stories I heard coming back from Cuba when Pastor Fermato, like, he, he said, I've been praying for this for so long. And you all resourced it. Like I didn't ever think we'd have a local church, a church building that we could worship in. I never thought we'd have a training center. I never thought we'd have this partnership. And you all resourced it. You did. Like, we're about to move in this fall to some streaming, like, so that when you invite somebody, right, you don't have to say, like, they're like, I don't know, I've never been to church. We're going to do it in such a way that when you, when you invite somebody, you can say, go, go watch one of them online. And I think you're going to be so amazed you're going to want to come. Right? Like, like that's, that's our heart. I still remember when Susie and I showed up at our, our alliance council, our, our larger church family of the alliance, and we showed up at the pastor's conference, and they took this offering Great commission offering um, to fund 62 new 50, about 60, 50 missionaries more than we've ever sent before. Like the additional, you can tell, I'm, I'm trying not to just make up numbers. I'm a pastor, so I'll just exaggerate. Like 150 new missionaries were sent out. So no, it was, it was like between 50 and 60 new missionaries. But we're sitting there, and we see um, some of Susie's friends that she graduated with that are missionaries from close countries. And um, sat down with Steve Prickett and just started talking with them. And, 
And they were talking about this offering. We're like, yeah, we're so proud of our church family. And he was sharing with them what you all gave that was about to be doubled. And literally, the tears just started flowing down their cheeks. They were like, I can't believe your church is that generous. Like, do you know what that means to us? Do you know what kind of life change? Like, the gratefulness, the solidarity that we're in this together. Like, it was such a cool moment. That's, that's you. That's God at work through you. Say, I want to resource and expand the kingdom of God. Like, you are like the Mary and Marthas of Jesus' ministry, right? You said, Jesus will fund it so that you can go change lives. Because of you, lives are being changed. I want you to get a picture of that. So in another week, we, we went out and reached out to just like 10 or 15 people. Like just a small sampling of all the lives that were changed. We just reached out to them and said, would you come, would you come in for just a video and just in one sentence describe how your life has been changed this year? And some of them, like you're going to recognize them. I have had the privilege of knowing their backstories to that one sentence that is so powerful, so amazing. And so I want you to watch, and, and I want you to take in, and maybe you'll know some of their backstories, but I want you to take it in, and as you do, I want you to think about how God's been, done that in your life, too. What's your one sense? What's the way that, and, and, and I want you to think about how you've been a part of their stories as well, through your service, through your giving, so that you can say, oh, God, I'm so grateful this year. Let's watch. Because of you, I finally understand what it means to let Christ define who I am instead of my past. Because of you, I've been able to get my family back to church and closer to God. Because of you, I was able to go on my first missions trip and discover the ways that God is going to use my gifts here at home. Because of you, I've experienced what it feels like to belong and to really know the power and intensity of God's love. Because of you, I've learned it's okay not to be okay, because above all, I'm a beloved child of God. Because of you, I have a church where I can bring my friends. Because of you, I have gone from depression to healing in Christ, and I am on the road to recovery. Because of you, through the ministry of Daybreak, I have grown in my relationship with God. Because of you, I have the opportunity to serve in kids' ministry. Because of you, I've experienced God's love and restoration, and I'm learning to trust Him more. Because of you, I have learned the power of prayer, and I can ask God to help me with anything. Because of you, I'm going to spend the next several months being equipped to serve others well. Because of you, I have a mentor to help me grow in my relationship with Jesus. Because of you, because of you, because of you, because of you. 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 So can I ask you a question this morning? What's going on in your heart? you sit there and you take that all in? How's God moving in you? Has he tapped on your shoulder and reminded you? Where's your gratefulness meter at for what God is doing 
what he's doing through you. I want to invite you to respond. I want you to take the next step towards God. Listen, some of you this morning, I imagine that in your heart, there's some celebration, right? Because you're like, yeah, I'm part of that. God, thank you. Thanks for using me in this way. And I imagine that there's, for some of you, you might feel a little awkward this morning because you're like, it wasn't because of me. But I want it to be. Like your awkwardness gets to end today because God's moving in you and saying, I want to be a part of that. This is your great invitation today. We want to say, we want you to be a part of it. There's such incredible blessing to celebrate when you're part of it. So if God's moving in you this morning, you're like, I, I want to be part of that. Let me encourage you. There's a right in your program guide today. We pull that out. There's a Sunday serve insert. You're like, I, I want to be a part of that. We invite you to get that out. You can get that out right now and you can respond to it. Say, you know what? There's some things on here I could just contribute to life change. I want to be part of it. I've not been part of it, but it's time for me to be part of it. It's time for me to step in to the team to be part of what God's doing. We want you to be. Or maybe you haven't ever resourced the kingdom of God. You've never been part of that. You're like, I, I want to try it out. I've been kind of holding on to that, but I'm ready to I'm ready to try it out. Just go out to give.dv.church. It's a whole thing there you can read and say, okay, this is my next step. It'll tell you how, how to take a next step with Jesus in the giving part. Maybe this morning you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm just trying to figure this all out. I, I came this morning and I was asking, like, what am I going to get out of this? But now I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, I don't know that I've experienced the moves, your moves in my life in this way. I don't know, I would be like some of those worship leaders that tweeted stuff this week about their leaving faith because they've never seen a miracle of Jesus. I, I might be one of them. You don't have to. Because there are miracles of Jesus happening in all people's lives. You saw them today. And he wants to move in your life too. And maybe today you're sitting there like, I want that. I want to be, to be so engaged with Jesus I experienced that kind of miraculous change today. You're hungry for something deeper. You want something more. What's God doing in your heart? Like, could you use a little bit more of God in your life today? Could you lose a little bit more of His Spirit stirring in you in your life today? Can you bow your heads with me and pray? Jesus, this morning, I believe that you are calling us something higher than just living. Something deeper than just existing. God, you are calling us to be in partnership with you, co-laborers with you. We are grateful, God. We look back at all the stories of what you've done in people's lives. We want those stories to be part of our life. We want to be a part of those things happening that people will embrace and smile and see you. So, Lord, this morning, for those that are sitting here this morning, they're hungry for a next step. I pray that you will meet them this morning. That they'll be able to say, Jesus, I surrender. I submit to your leadership. I want something more. And the only way it's going to happen is if you write a new letter on my heart. So, God, whatever you want to do in me, I'm just going to stop resisting. I'm going to 
to lay down that resistance, that tiredness, that I don't know if I really want this or not. I'm going to lay it all down. I'm just going to say, Jesus, come and do that work. Let's, let that be your prayer this morning. Lord, I pray that you would bless, a spiritual blessing, every single person here. I pray that for those that serve and those that give, I pray that gratitude would well up inside of them this morning, that you would put moments this week where they look back over their shoulder, where they, where they see these stories and they think, God, I want to take time to be grateful that you, you, you did something new in me. You did something new in someone else because me. You used, God, I'm so grateful to be on your team, to be a part of what you're doing. God, will you just inspire us to gratefulness this morning? Let us commit our lives to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. And this morning, I just want to encourage you this next time, like whether it's you got a prayer and response card, whether you made a commitment to Christ, whether you're just grateful this morning, you want to fill out that serve that card. Say, I want to, I want to serve you. Drop that in that black box for me. I invite you to respond. Don't, don't leave here the way you came. Leave different. Because God did something different in you this morning.